Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. With me as, not always probably though in the future, but I would call him the gear guru extraordinaire, Mr. Brian Martin. And that's Brian spelled with a Y in case any of you are sending in your commentary like we've had in the past. Uh, He's a Ryan that wanted to be a Brian but didn't quite make the cut, so it's spelled with a Y, Brian Martin, all right? And then Brad Dana, and that's spelled with a B-R-A-D, and then Dana, D-A-N-A. He's across the table for me. Thanks for being here today, Brad. You got an easy. That's no fair. That's two first names. What what movie was that? What movie? Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. boy. So anyway, hey, I appreciate you guys listening in today. As always, we want to bring you specifically tax tips and tools that you can take out in the field and get better with and apply immediately to your hunting. I will tell you this. The last couple of days uh, in my office, I have an old pack and a new pack. The old pack's the one I've had for the last two years, and I'm, uh, I- I've bought a new system that I'm going to try out. I'm not going to mention any names, but at this point, I don't know if it's going to work for me or not. But you know what? I'm willing to give it at least mm, a month. So, um, But I- I've packed a bunch of stuff in there, and so it's-, it's interesting because my brain's been going over these podcasts as I'm packing it and using what I use. And it's, for me, 120 days a year in the field, 140 days a year in the field, you know exactly what you like. So I guess more than anything, I wanted to tell you coming into today's uh, um, podcast that gear is so specific and that we're not giving you the right reasons or the wrong reasons to do something. We're giving you our reasons and we're giving you an expert perspective from Brian Martin's position and his applied skill set and time in the field. So I just wanted to emphasize that today because gear is such a big, huge part of what we're doing and what we do every day, but it is personal and it is specific. And I don't think there's any right or wrong uh, gear and I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing it. It's just the way that's going to work for you, keep you comfortable. Now, Brian will come on over me and argue and say, that's absolutely the wrong way. There's definitely I, some wrong gear because yeah, I've used some wrong gear. I, I, I concur. I concur. Here's the reality. People also have different purchasing perspectives. After 28 years in financial services is what I found out. I can have two of the exact same families living in almost identical houses on the same street. They can both have the same jobs at the same plant. And at the end of the day, one has different finances at the end of the year as the other one does. Because one chooses hot dogs at night to eat and the other one chooses ribeye steaks. The other one chooses to go down and buy one pair of good shoes and lives it in four years and the other one buys the trendy shoes. It's all on personal opinion and perspective. I, I have and, a question. And taste is subjective. So Would you that. recommend the rain gear that your buddy brought to Alaska with us to anybody anywhere? No. That was wrong gear. So... Yeah. 
Wrong gear is the wrong statement. <laughs> but when I but but when I said there's no wrong gear for this person listening, because maybe Dennis and Peorio needs to try that gear. To he find shouldn't. Out. He shouldn't bring that rain gear to Alaska. That's <laughs> wrong. That's just wrong. Listen, I'm trying to make a point that everybody can make their own mistakes, and we're trying to have some of that shortcutted. You are right. Um, Thank you. But you can say that again. Black, black, black diamond. You know, I seem to say that often. Um, but when you are wrong, you're nowhere to be found. So anyway, <laughs> hey, you know what? You're right. The wrong gear. The wrong gear is what you had in Alaska on our drop float moose hunt that you had. I know. And in, in that, uh, um, I bought I bought one was, of those fancy clothes systems, and it and it wasn't as good. as... Oh yeah, ultra light. Yeah. How'd that work for you? Yeah, that sucked. That was wrong. But did I say that? No, you just got... It was the right learning experience, wasn't it, Mr. I, Hypothermia? I, I wouldn't recommend that, and I think that's the wrong gear. I, spe- <laughs> I think that's almost the wrong gear for almost anywhere, actually. I do, too. And but, but hey, listen, $52 million so dollars it was, was sold last year. I know. I mean, it's just, no, and they've got some better stuff, too, and they've got a more extensive line. But still, I was wishing I had the now defunct Berber free fleece line just for that, that, I mean, yeah, it was, that was wrong gear. No, I think it was I had right. a lot of, you learned a lot. <laughs> well, and in our defense, we were supposed to pack light because of the size of the kicker on that, on our transporter vehicle. And they got a bigger one and we could, I mean, we literally could haul more stuff. Anyway, that's a, that's the problem with a do it yourself hunt in Alaska is you can't bring enough of the proper gear to do a do it yourself. A lot of times the way we did it. Here, here, very hard. And we're going to talk, we're going to do a podcast just on DIY versus guided. And, but um, DIY to me stands for you have to be willing to learn on your own two or three times. So if part of the experience is you want to be wrong and you, and you want to find out what's wrong in the world, and like you just said, because I guess there is wrong gear and there's wrong approaches. And, uh, but as time becomes more important to people, I think they're going to find that anyway. Yeah, well, there's we'll, no we'll, magic. we'll stay on gear. There's no magic in that. Let's stay in on gear because okay. Brian's chomping at it. Well, there, there, are like, some, there are some good books out there, though, written by guys that one would like. You used to not be able to do a DIY moose hunt. Very easily, but now there's several guys that have written good books, for example, on how to do DIY moose hunts or and to do a DIY antelope hunt or say mule deer hunt or or whitetail hunt would be a lot easier than doing a DIY float trip for a moose. A lot more things to go wrong when you're dealing with planes and boats. Yeah. And dealing with the bears and the meat and everything, yeah. Hundred percent. But you don't really you don't really learn until you actually try it because you can read everything until you actually go there and get your um you know, your feet wet, so to speak. You're um, not going to really know what it's really like. Right. So we're, we're, we're on hunting gear. We talked last time we talked a lot about packs, binoculars, spotting scopes. Um, where do we leave off, Brian? Range finders. Range, find, uh, range finders, that's right. We, had a, we actually didn't really talk much about range finders. Range we finders. talked about optics, but not range finders. So range finders, I think we're all three pretty settled on um, one general broad category, I would say, um, for sure, obviously, everybody in this day and age, you need a rangefinder. That's, that's, that's for sure. And, and there are clear favorites, because I know all of us have used a bunch of them for a long time, is binocular with rangefinder in them. We all, I, I a lot of times carry 
a little rangefinder with me too, a little SIG or a Leupold or something like that in my little pouch on the, on the bottom. But Backup. There's backup. But it sure gets heavy sometime on some of these hunts. I'm, I'm thinking about culling it, but I always have my... I really, really, really like the rangefinding binoculars. Rangefinding binoculars are probably the, the tool that uh, I know as a hunting guide or a hunter that I probably use. I mean, what do I use all the time is binoculars. And the rangefinder, having it there, <clears throat> it's just one less thing that you have to grab, like in the heat of the moment. I'm, I'm spotting a hunter, and I can rangefind if there's a screw-up and the animal moves. I don't have to grab the other product and put it down. Right. My optics, I have everything there. Yeah. And, and you can see so much better in the rangefinding binoculars usually than you can in just a small rangefinder. Well, I think that's one of the largest, yeah. largest and most obvious differences, and, and that is worth it right there to me. The, when they first came out, I, I bought my first one a long time ago. Right. And, and there's not a question. More things have died because of that than me having the right rifle. Well, and even besides rangefinding binoculars just to get the range to that, how many times do we use it okay? Okay, the animal's there at 1,700 yards. That's 900 yards. If we get to that little knoll, we got a shot. Here's our, and then we, know, we pretty much know how far yeah, it's going to be. We got a rough idea. We're approximately in go zone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can take a ridge between the animal and you and range find it and decide if it's suitable for there. Um, <clears throat> but range finders, the reason to take a spare one, let's say if the three of us are going along and we all, or it's like two of us are hunting together, or the guide has a range finder, then I leave my spare range finder in camp. Right. But if you are going solo or you're going on an international hunt where likely the, the guide and, say, the Asian Ibex hunts and stuff almost never has a, a range finder. Right. And that is where that if, you, if there's one place in the world where you will probably shoot longer than what you're used to, it's probably Central Asian type sheep and goat hunting. So having that option there is always good. Well, I, I can't imagine going to Asia and not bringing my backup with me on that. Most, you'd be surprised how few guys actually bring two. But the extra range, so most people at one point start out with a rangefinder that was just a rangefinder before they went to the binoculars with a rangefinder. So most of those, as long as they'll read to five or 600 yards in a decent situation, are adequate as a backup as long as it's functioning. I, I still, I brought my rangefinding backup um, and I've never, had, I've never had to use it on an Asian hunt, but twice in North America, I've had my rangefinder on my high end, one of the big three mm -hmm. quit. And it wasn't the batteries. And luckily the guide had his because I hadn't brought my backup because I knew he had one. But had I been on a solo hunt and that had happened, I would have had no range finder for the entire trip dropped off there. So if you're going to go solo or you're going to go to a place you don't know the guide, it doesn't hurt to throw in your little, you know, a lot of these range finders, you know, only worth a few hundred dollars now if you sold them on the market. You might as well keep them and use them as a spare. Well, I personally take two really good ones because, again, I've had it where the battery runs out, and I do not have a good clock in my my bino bivy on when the last time is I changed the batteries. And I've put the other batteries in before and not had them work, or I put the last one in and forgot to get a new one. So having an extra rangefinder with me at all times, it's just where it's at is uh, the question, depending on the hunt. But rangefinders are absolutely important. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, because I have I have one of the big threes last year, and it's relatively new, and it puked last year, and I had to send it back it can, in. It can happen if you if you take a hard fall with them. If they take a hard hit, it can make the rangefinder get disaligned or whatever it does, and it won't work. But so anything I have electronic, like let's say you have a Kestrel, let's say you have I have another kind of wind meter that runs on the same clicker battery as you run in your auto. 
I pack a, I pack an extra battery for everything that I have. Now everything Brad's, is mainly re rechargeable. Brad's didn't take a hard hit. <clears throat> it always has a soft landing. So anyway, well, mine just died. But but a couple but a couple things about rangefinders. If you're shooting on flat country, that was funny. Straight across yellow funny. grass. Uh, I was in I was in was Texas. Hurtful. I was t in Texas in, in uh, the end of de December, and we were trying to shoot whitetail. There were only three to five hundred yards down open sandy roads, and we had a Leica, and we had a Zeiss, and we could not get range findings on unless the deer was standing perfect. Was there fog? Zero fog at three to six hundred yards, seven hundred yards sometimes because it was so it was all brush and it would go right it would, there was nothing to bounce it off of. It was flat South Texas bush and you could not get a range. Uh, after four hundred yards, two thirds of the time I could not get a range unless a deer actually stepped out. So and these were the, the most expensive stuff. So mm -hmm. that's one thing. Another thing is snow. Really bright snow at extreme range is a difficulty. Fog is really a problem, Killing. big time. And snow, heavy one snow. of the bigger Marco Polos I've been on, we could not kill because we didn't know the hundred. That's why I always want a flat shooting gun. I know your ballistics really well. We didn't know if the ram was 425 or 525. Mm. And it we'll was fairly risky. Podcast. We'll have to do a podcast <clears throat> on why to have a ruler in your scope because uh, we could have figured out how far away it was. Yeah, if you had the MOA he had back then, that was before many people were shooting the the standardized MOA reticles. Mm -hmm. He had a TDS reticle, Ooh. and he hadn't remembered the exact thing. So yeah, that's, so it was that's why you that's ineffective why. basically. Well, you, it's okay to have a ruler, but you want your ruler calibrated. Those are, had those we had an like, MOA reticle, right? Even if you don't know the formula, you know how much an MOA is. You know how big the rams are. Roughly, they're about twenty-two inches. Let's say, right? We could have got it close enough to kill it. Yeah. What happened, they end up coming by really close, but there were so many sheep in the herd, he could not pick out the sheep when they went by at 225. Yeah, the scope zoomed up too high. Probably. No, no. It, no you had couldn't, couldn't you, pick it there's too many animals right. walking yeah. through the herd, and, and you had to stay on it, and he took his eyes off once of it because there was boulders we were laying between, and he hadn't positioned himself for the optimal angle when the animal came by, and so he missed one spot, which was it was an impossible shot, and then he had to reposition for another, the next opening where they came through. And at that point, he could not find the animal that was the right one because there was too many. You had to have not taken your eye off of it. And again, had we been able to make that was a chip shot with a normal rangefinder at those, the earlier shot. And that was a 58 and a half inch, probably 213 to 214 SCI Marco Polo. There, I mean, there's. That, <clears throat> and this that's is one of the. This is one of the best hunters I've ever hunted with. And so, so it was a valuable, valuable lesson for everybody. Because we all had rangefinders and nothing would read. So I, I think we agree rangefinders are important. And I uh, hope everybody listening understands that. I would go get one. And even even if you bought a four or $500 one, your budget's not. Leupold probably has the best in that price range, in my opinion. Um, and uh, and the reason I like Leupold the best for that price range, if you're going to look at a five dollars $600 one, is because of the guaranteed return and the warranty on it. And that's what I pack as my backs up, as I have a Leopold 1000 or 800, whatever. Right. Or was it one of their top of the line of like six years ago? Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's what I would do. I would start with that. But we should probably get moving on because we have tri we have, uh, uh, we have trekking poles, satellite phones. We have a lot of different things that we need to get, uh, get through here. So um, what's your thoughts on sat phones? Sat phones, well, if you're hunting in the West, probably in, in the lower 48, 
You probably don't have to have a satellite phone because you're not that far from a cell phone, but you do need, if you don't have an in-reach, the Garmin in-reach, which most people know, <clears throat> which is really good at texting, and it works basically anywhere in the world. Anywhere, so it runs off the Iridium satellites. So your text messaging is through Iridium, and your GPSing is through Garmin. So if you have that <clears throat> in a cell phone and you're not in a backcountry where you're going to be, let's say if you're just day hunting from your truck and they're going to come back, if you're going to be overnighting where you have no chance of coming back and you're too far from the truck, then I would say the hunting party should have one satellite phone and uh, at least one in-reach. And the in-reach is nice. Everybody personally should have an in-reach or Agreed. like the rhinos. The reason is I can send Brad the link where I'm at. And if I have an animal down, I'm not yelling back and forth at the mountain. I'm over here. Where are you at? You can just send a waypoint where you're at. <clears throat> if you shot an animal across the range, and somebody's trying to meet you over there, you can actually set a waypoint pretty close where the animal died, and he can walk over the animal and start heading there before you get there. Let's say you cro shoot across a big canyon, uh, you know, three, 400 yards across, and then but down and up might take you two hours, depending how far it is. It might be a 700-yard shot. So there's a lot of reasons I have the in-reach. The satellite phone, if you want to have it work in a hole <clears throat> in a canyon, you can use, there's a, there's a little Iridium Go that works quite well, and it folds out and links with your cell phone. I've had no problems with mine. Actually, I really like mine. They do work I well. Use, I can use my cell phone. But the main thing is, you if you're going to do that, you always have to have, because that thing will only send emergency signals if you don't have a cell phone. It will not make a phone call right. without the cell phone. So I still pack when I'm international. I pack a standalone a satellite phone plus my Iridium Go because I can send fairly good emails with the Iridium Go. Well, the other thing about the Iridium Go is it's got the SOS button that people don't might not yeah, know. Yeah, you can I have mean, the SOS a, button. You can set it up. Yep, you set it up, and you put your emergency contacts in there. You put all your you can put your health history in there, and plus you can get that insurance. There's a there's an evacuation insurance plan. That's yep. that's uh, the other thing about the Iridium cheap. Go is is it, it drives way past for the money. It drives way past the hunting. Uh, you know, perspective. It, it, it's it, a no. So it allows you to stay connected with your outside world and do business and make decisions when you're in the mountains. Also, we're talking about the the uh, Lorem, right? Yep. Yep. Or the Iridium. The Iridium Go. The Iridium Go is a satellite phone. Yes, yeah. the Iridium Go. I'm sorry. The other thing that drives way past the hunting world is the Delorem. The Delorem. Be because here's uh, why. Garmin now they uh, they change ours. Ours are, ours yeah, are yeah, Garmin. Garmin bought Delorem, and so okay. the old Deloreams are now the Garmin Enrich. Is, is, right. is you got a kid that's going to head to uh, Denver, Colorado for us. There's an 83 mile stretch between Newcastle right. and and Lusk, and there is nothing there. Mule Creek Junction is not a gas right. station. There's nothing. Nothing. And it's 83 miles that something bad can happen, right. and uh, the road's not that well protected. Um, I throw that in the glove box and I was just telling Lindley this the other day because we have a son going to be going to college in Denver. I said, from my perspective, what we're going to do is I'm just going to throw one of those in his glove box and he's cheap insurance, that, super cheap insurance. No. Well, there's and so it's to me, all that communication thing. The other thing I got to tell you, there's an ancillary thing to having the Garmin and the sat phone. And what that is, is it's mental and uh, it's a mental insurance policy and it's a psychological companion that keeps you to the outside world. I see so many guys that I've seen personally when you land and that uh, super cub flies off 
and there's no Starbucks close. There's, there, there's no uh, Domino's deliveries and there's none of this shit. Then what happens is their brain goes absolutely bonkers. And if you have something that they can call them home and talk to mommy for a little bit and, or they can talk to. Well, how many times have we used it in the lower 48 when, when we had it, it gives you the freedom to be gone because you're, you gotta, like we've used it to call our kid, my kids. Yeah. I was just pop, thinking that, pop, the, you said that. pop the iridium go out. Yeah. Set, set it up and, Brad, and we're Brad's calling like, okay mace are you, Brad, you good yeah, yep Brad. okay everybody's good okay i'll be home in uh four hours after dark i'll Makes see it you super know. nice super yep and we're in the middle of nowhere montana we yep. just throw the thing literally set it on the hood and drive and we have a set phone <laughs> we have a, a mobile phone and uh we're coming call, home yeah, we'll be home you're we're good be a little late yep. we got a deer it's getting out late it, it, it's just super nice it's worth it and so I see a lot of applications, and it, and, and it makes Mama and, happy. It and that one's happy. based on the Iridium satellite network, which we've had by far, far, far the best luck with. I've had no problem with it. I, I've taken it all over the world, even like Russia. You well, have to it, call ahead. Iridium is set up worldwide. It'll work in the southern. southern yeah, exactly. Oh, will. So, so, but with Russia, you're right. You have to call ahead to call and let them know. You have to call. Let so them know in Russia, did you use the northern? Because isn't it called the Northern Lights Plan that we no. use? But it didn't matter. Northern Lights Plan is only for oh, people awesome. that won't be leaving the U.S. Yeah. If you're so gonna, you had to get a different card. You no. got to get an international card. No, I have, I have, I have. When I bought my Iridium Go, I have a card. That's and different. I, and the, the Iridium, well, the Iridium Go is yes, uh, um, yeah, the Delorme is anywhere in the world, but the Iridium Go, the talking. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm, I'm yep. sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, yeah, when, yeah. when I went to Russia with my cell phone, not my Delorum, my Delorum worked perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The cell um, phone has the, to be reset for over there. The sat phone had to be, it has, you have to call the, and they have a number the, the the company that you have us deal with, Brian, yeah, is absolutely phenomenal. Even if you do a rental now, obviously I bought my own, but it, it, yeah, it's easy. But so you you didn't have to get a different card than the one you usually use. Mm. No, oh. I thought that's what you're talking about. No, yeah, no. yeah. Because so Northern Light Plan, if you have a Northern Light Plan, does not work when you leave the United States and Canada. So you have to have an international plan. I have a global plan, I think is. Yeah, you. So so in my opinion, if you think you ever will leave and hunt outside the United States with an Iridium system, the Iridium system, and I've used them for. Many, many, you know, dozen right. years. The radium system is based either on a you buy it, you buy it, and you use it for a month. It's like you can buy like a thirty-day plan, right. a longer plan than a year plan. If you use the year plan, you start acquiring minutes. If you want to switch from one plan to the next, they do not switch. You have to get a new SIM card. So mm -hmm. if you're going to hunt anywhere outside the, uh, of North America, even including Mexico and South America, any of these countries, and you want to take a satellite phone, get the international plan. Because also, when I'm calling an international number from the U.S. or Canada on the Northern Lights plan, it takes off two minutes instead of one for every, every thing. So, so you're paying twice as much also for that. So it's four bucks. And with Brian, with Brian, that can be super expensive. <laughs> right. Well, so four-minute conversations, not possible. That, that barely gets you know into the howdy-do's. You can't of, even get past... Hey, I, I have arteric panties on today, and they're a little tight. You couldn't even get past that. But because of the in-reach, it has saved me a lot of money in the satellite phones because you can do most of the stuff with texting. But any important conversation still should be done with the satellite phone. Well, or if you get hurt bad, you can describe what's going on. One thing I, I think that's important, because you said something that made a lot of sense to me, and, and a few years ago when I made the investment, so I buy the, 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 the plan, right? And I bought 
the phone and then <laughs> I buy the minutes. I've never used all the minutes. To keep those minutes, I have to buy more the next year and it'll save last year's what I didn't use. Yes. So from my perspective, it's like having an insurance policy um, of more and more and more minutes and it makes it more and more valuable because then if I go with a buddy or I ever do get stuck in camp, I can unwind those minutes. It's like having a giant savings account and our, of minutes. And our dealer's pretty good about keeping track of our phones. Well, they do. They, yeah. they, they, yeah, they, this, they, um, this company that Brian's got yeah. set up. Yeah. They have it set up when it's going to expire and they're going to send you a message, mm-hmm. an email message. And I've, I, I have it set up with them. You can tell them, listen, I am going into the mountains for two weeks. If my minutes get below 20 minutes and I'm going to be out on this date, you automatically put some minutes on my phone because I've had it where they forgot to do that and you do not have a working phone. That's another reason I pack two satellite phones. <laughs> So it is not fun <laughs> when you're waiting a pickup and your satellite phone won't work. Dude, can well, you imagine if Brian didn't use his 4,500 words a day in a month period? Because sometimes when he's I don't gone, think I think, it's, I think it's 4,500 in a morning. I think he's got the day split up into like thirds. It, it, would, it, would, absolutely, <laughs> it would absolutely be a travesty, and we would all know it in America. Well, like so, well, our, the Delorme, the other reason, like even if you're going to come out early and I've had to change flights and stuff like that, you can't do that on a Delorme. You, can, you you need your you, you, you need your you, you can. Well, I haven't. Here's here's another if you have rule. A good assistant. Here's another yes. rule. Well, we do have, not we have done it that way. But we do not book an international hunting flight without a really good assistant or a travel agent that has your credit card on file and and you can text them. This is what I need, and boom boom boom, all good. And you get out and you have. You have it done. Um, yeah, there's no. If you're going to be traveling international, hunting international, don't go cheap. I've traveled with some guys that do that, and it's like they use your air miles. Oh my gosh! And it's like holy smokes. They try and use Delta to get to Russia, for example, or wherever. No, that was fine. No, that but 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 that not just your guys' example, but yeah. I've seen where guys are using airlines that are not connected to, say, Turkish Air or whatever right. they're flying on, and so they have to recheck their luggage, they have to repay for their extra baggage fees. And then sometimes they didn't allow enough time to do it. And then so now they're hair straight back trying to run to their place, and they just spent two to $300 on checking. And they have to look at your firearm again and open up. And if you get some TSA agent at one of the big airports that's not used to guns, they can say, well, why can you pack this? Why do you have the solvent here? What do you do this for? How JFK. Yeah. So in general, if you can check it from a smaller airport somewhere in central part of central, central part of the United States instead of a coastal city where you have a lot more hunters, they do not ask you these questions, and you have a lot less hassles. Yeah, they, they're super. There's just another day at our airport when we check in. It's like, oh, okay, yep. But but in general, so there are three other satellite phones besides the Iridium. <laughs> There's Global Star, which actually, if you're in the United States and Canada, it has far better sound quality. If you have to make a phone call, they work better. And sometimes the plans are a little bit cheaper. You can do by the month. You can do a set mount per year. There's an Inmar set. If you are going to if you're going to one of some place close to the equator without big mountains, Inmar set hands down kicks butt on everything else. It does not drop calls, and you can take an internet device that you can do. I, I don't only recommend it for texting type things like smaller documents where you're not sending big doc. You don't use Facebook and Instagram with it. You can do really good emails. Um, and, and Word documents with that. And so that's what most of the outfitting companies and most and, our listeners probably won't be doing that. Does that make sense? They need something to make yeah. a call. But, but that uh, is really but, good. But that, it, and so when I out there and I have to do on, I have to do banking, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's the only satellite phone that will let my telephone online banking recognize my voice recognition, and I can do money wires and telephone banking with that satellite phone. You cannot do it in the radium phone. It's too digital, and it drops a call sometimes. And the Global Stars, sometimes it doesn't work. So, And then there's another one called Thuraya, which is very common in the Middle, middle East, which we're not going to use here. But part of Europe and the, and the Middle East, they all use a Thuraya phone. And now there's a new phone that guys are plugging in their apples into. I don't even know the technology. And I've seen Russian guys with an Apple phone and the satellite, and they're talking everywhere in the world with their little Apple device. Hmm. So that's something new that's going to be coming on. That's cool. The, the, the reality is, though, for all of you that are, that are going, hey, I want to do this trip or that trip, you just got to go ahead and get a hold of us at 605-644-8000 or, because we will talk to you, or rollingbones.com. Just go ahead and check us out. With our membership comes unlimited concierge service. So whether it be a silver, gold, or platinum member, and uh, depending on the level of application service you want is the price of that. But even for the lowest price one, all this stuff is at your disposal. We'll help you set it up. All these all these contacts are uh, there in our product marketplace through the membership. It's all well organized, and it will all be on your dashboard. Every event, every nickel you spend, everything. So we know where you're at, what you have, and what you purchase so we can help you no matter where you're at. We really want to enhance and take the fear out of anything you have when it comes to traveling or hunting or that stuff. Our, our, our membership, uh, I mean, I seriously hate to sound like Jim Shockey, but I, I, I you know, uh, bet my life on it and you can too. I won't go that far. But actually, um, I, I really, our, our membership was built for hunters uh, to go hunting and adventurers to find and go on that adventure. So you guys, phenomenal job today. Uh, we're going to cut this one just couple minutes short because if we go any further than 30 minutes we will be chasing rabbits and uh, um, I can't wait uh, for the next gear one we'll probably do two more of these uh, for gear and we have uh, a little bit left to go you'll see why we're doing it the specifics on this or to help you have a better experience no matter where you go or be able to give this information to uh, um, somebody you know hey one more thing before we go Go ahead and share this with somebody. Tell them about our podcast if you're getting great value out of it. We would love you to invite a friend and to help them out. And, uh, you know, you can be a hero to somebody because somebody somewhere is wanting and needing this information before they go on that next adventure. And we, we would love to see if we couldn't earn the opportunity to be that resource for them. So um, I appreciate you uh, plugging in. Make sure you go to rollingbones.com. Check out our memberships. And have a great, safe, healthy, and wonderful rest of your day and week.